Alright, we're good. We're good. I always want to get a bike with a sidecar. Like the old dude bikes that you That'd put the dog in. Cool. I'll, I'll be down to like run on that. In the sidecar, put yeah. the little goggles on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of... scarf and everything? Yeah, make, make super it... gay, but for sure. I don't know about gay, but... <laughs> well, that's what I want. I wanted to put my dog in it this way. Just me and Daisy chilling. I'm sorry that I wasn't part of the picture and I included myself in your... You can sit there with Daisy. We'll look super gay, though. <laughs> Hell Two yeah. dudes and a dog. <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> why, is that, why are they wearing scarves? <laughs> to show how fast we're going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're at a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> Just get kicked out of every Harley bar that we drive past. <laughs> Oh, God. It's Bracket Podcast. I'm Rich. And I'm Francisco. This is The Bracket. Producer who must not be named. Our current <laughs> events this week. Producer who has been named. I don't know what <laughs> you're talking episode. about. Every Listen everyone. here, Jeff. We have a couple trailers. The Hellboy, The Mission Impossible. Uh, we had Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Did you say Mission Impossible? Yeah, Mission Impossible Black. <laughs> Men in Black 4, The International. Why did I think Mission Impossible? Because I guess it's MIB. That's, that would be MIP. Yeah, That's okay, Rich. We'll get there. Uh, the Spider-Man Into the what? Spider-Verse review. Producer and I saw it. Francisco's still yet to see the movie. I will, though. I for sure will watch it. I'll probably go today. I started re-watching Christmas movies. Because, you know, we're getting into that season. I was like halfway through Christmas vacation today. Before yeah. I had to shut up. Merry Christmas to everybody that's listening, by the way. And you probably won't, but still. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all the Christmas view- viewers and listeners. Mm-hmm. This probably will be up around that time, so. And happy ha- Hanukkah. And Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. any other holiday that is, you know, because we don't exclude here. We we reach out our yeah. hands and hug. And Jeho- Jehovah's Witnesses, go on with your day. Yeah, proceed with your Tuesday. They don't do anything. No, they don't believe in Christmas. Yeah. Okay, what do they believe in? Coming up to your door at six o'clock at night. <laughs> what better time? Not a better time. Uh, there was also a, a fantastic PETA ad that came out this week that I wanted to bring up. Are you talking about the sex one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one's fantastic. Have you seen it? The um, what? The PETA ad. The PETA ad. It says, like, if you eat vegan, you're healthier and you have better sex. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. So the compare. Yeah, I, I was mad. I was about to add a comment in there and I'm like, oh, no. Didn't the guy who ate meat, didn't he, like, die at the end? Yeah, at the end or of the like, trailer. He died? At the end of the commercial. There's a there's a an air conditioning unit that falls on his head. Yeah, they're I don't like think we saw the same. Uh, <laughs> it's literally at the end. <laughs> no, he didn't know. die for real, but like I think just... I turned it off after he didn't like satisfy his yeah. woman. Mm. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is pretty relatable. I can't eat a burger anymore. So <laughs> exactly. like I sure. like so, I don't know. He anyway, died, so like though. the trailer goes on or the, the commercial goes on for like ten more seconds, and he's walking outside onto the the sidewalk, and the thing falls, and then it does a full pan over to the the vegan couple, and they're still going at it, and they go. Make sure you have the vegan lifestyle. Oh and he was like, get the fuck out of here. So I saw like a bunch of, of people like tagging them, being like, dude, this is really dark. Like, right. it's not that big of a deal. And they're like, well, you guys don't understand the harmful stuff you're doing to animals. And they're like, well, that, all right, guy, we get it. <laughs> so now vegans are ruining sex. I don't know if it's they're ruining up. it. Yeah, they're just yeah. making everybody else look bad. Although I did see like this video on Facebook where they took like this giant slab of meat, put a steak inside with like bacon bits. Oh, uh, that's too much. I'm going to be vegan. Just kidding. I'm not going to lie. But I love burritos. Like, yeah. <laughs> there is some times where, like, I, I, I can feel the, the, not a difference, but, like, a, a difference when I eat oh, yeah. any kind of lettuce and eating a healthy meat. lifestyle. Yeah. No, not, not even that, but, like, just eating, like, I'm like, oh, I'm eating meat. But, like, if it's out for a couple, like, hours, I, I won't care. But if I there's a salad out for a couple hours, I'm, I'm still eating that. But, like, there's such a... Like a body not, thing. Not romaine, though. Romaine lettuce has the E. coli. Fuck it, man. No. 
But what I'm saying is that, like, if I leave meat outside, even if it's cooked for a couple of hours, I'm like, uh, like, that's obviously not good. Like, my yeah. body's telling me it's not good. But yeah. if I left the salad, it's outside, I'd be like, eh, I might, you know, leave it outside and eat it while I'm hungry. I don't know. It's just, it's uh, it's weird that, that uh, your body knows how to tell I, the difference. I thought you were going a different way with it, because when you are eating healthy all the time, you definitely feel it. Right. No, yeah, yeah, Um, I wouldn't say that it's going to make you last an extra half hour in bed. Right. And my problem with their whole ad campaign is everybody's going to be late for work if they have a vegan lifestyle. Like, who's got time to have sex for 30 minutes like that? Yeah, you just... First of all, you only want it to last for like 15 minutes. You don't want to be there for an hour. Why not? Why? Why I got shit to do. Like, not to mention that there's always a distraction in my household. So, like, there's no way I'm getting it in 30 minutes all the time. I I can't even sit through like an hour episode. Like, I get like, I'm just like, (laughs) like, I need this thing to finish. Like, hurry up. Let's go. That's hilarious. That, that ad was fantastic. But then PETA started going, like, bantering with people and, like, trying to be funny, like the Wendy's Twitter campaign does. Mm. And, like, there's people being like, are you guys six years old? Like, relax. I think you you lose your point after you drop an air conditioner on somebody. You know, there's like, no... they should die. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, there's just no point. Yeah. Do we ever talk about the the new phrases that they want, that PETA wants yeah. us to no, use? No, we didn't, but we I, I also gra- grazed about. over it. Did we? No, I think I did that at... At work. Yeah, we, I think we were talking Kill about Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> you mean feed two birds with one stone and he's all, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and then I've been rewatching Black Mirror in the excitement of the new season that's apparently not going to drop in December, so goddamn fake clickbait motherfucker. Yeah. <sighs> it worked. White Christmas again for the first time. Or for the Ooh, second that's time. A good episode. It's a really good episode. I know you said it was your favorite. Erin yeah. hadn't seen it before and she called out almost every single scene in the episode. I was so upset with her. What do you mean called out? Like, you know when, like, you kind of, like, guess an ending? Mm-hmm. She guessed, like, every single p- piece that was going to happen until wow. the end. Yeah, it was that's, so frustrating. That's weird. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I'm usually taken by, like, by surprise. Like, I think I know what's going to happen, and yeah. then something totally different. Well, one thing with Black Mirror, I, I always, like, when a, when a scene opens, I'm like, all right, how's, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to try to do. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll one-up you and go even worse. Yeah. The only one I actually knew from beginning to end was Nosedive from episode uh, season 3, episode 1. That's the one with the girl where they rate each other. Bryce with... Dallas Howard's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only one where I was like, okay, I kind of see where this is going. Yeah. It's kind of pretty... Linear, it goes in a straight yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty linear. But Black Mirror should definitely come up with a new season because the episodes are for really fun and really dark, and mm-hmm. apparently that's what I'm into. Yeah. Psychological shit. Okay, so this week's episode, we have Get Out versus Sixth Sense. Do you want to talk about the, tra- the trailers or just... Yeah, let's talk about the trailers. Hellboy, um, uh, some people like it. Are they just re- renewing the franchise? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Fresh start, David Harbour from Stranger Things is the new Hellboy. Uh, don't really know if I care because I didn't really like the originals. I like the originals. Okay. So I, I was... I didn't know what was going on because I didn't even knew about this know about this new movie. You thought it was Hellboy three. I thought it was Hellboy three, and, and, and then so when I saw that he looks super different, and I was like, "Why is he doing meth?" You know, like it straight sure. up looks like he's been doing drugs for the last four years. Yeah, that's a weird. Um, it's just a character I've never cared about. Really? Yeah, I just never. I never bought into his origin story, or mm-hmm. especially the Golden Army in the second Hellboy. I was just like, "This is really." Not for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, yeah. The first one I think is it's better. Yeah, and then Men in Black International. It's uh, Tessa Thompson and Chris Helmsworth, and there's no Will Smith. There's no Tommy Lee Jones. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's another universe I just kind of just don't care about. So yeah. they're hyping up this trailer with like a new great cast. Don't get me wrong. If I saw another movie with Tessa Thompson and Thor not being Men in Black, I might be excited. Who's the third character? The one that's obviously replacing him with Tommy Lee Jones? Um, the one from Taken? I can't remember. Liam Neeson? Yes. Yeah. Liam Neeson's yeah. also in there. I, I anticipate he'll only be on screen for about four minutes, to be honest with you, because they're... Yeah. It just seems like that would be the move that they would well, do. Well, looking at the trailer, they look like pretty different battles, and he's in a couple of them. Oh, is he? Yeah, so... I just don't know if I care about this universe. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I think I got really turned on by the idea of 21 Jump Street having a crossover with Men in Black, just because it'd be so silly, it'd be good. Mm-hmm. But just to continue to do the Men in Black storyline where they go chase down aliens and beat them up, and then everybody's happy at the end, I just don't really care about. No, I, it's it's kind of like Universal Studios trying to reamp their... They're Frankenstein and they're Dracula and, and yeah, all those Dracula movies. universe. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, it's you know, it sounds fun, but I mean, the most common trend right now is the rebooting stuff nobody wants. Yeah, and having your own <laughs> universe. Since Marvel's done it, everybody's trying to create their own little movie oh, universe. And stuff I know like what that. we can talk about right now. What can we talk about right now? The Aladdin poster. Oh, it looks so bad. And I love Will Smith, but just like, why is this movie a thing? Mm-hmm. So they came out and defended, saying that this. Will Smith and the, what you guys saw in the magazine is just his human form. But he will be blue in the movie and he will be... That doesn't make it better. More. It reminded me of when uh, the X-Men Apocalypse poster came out and everybody's like, that's not what Apocalypse actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Everybody relax. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess. And that's what we're saying. Like, hey, let's yeah. back to the drawing room really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see them come up with like a little bit of confidence be like, this is our final version. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Because like, it's not like Jasmine and, and Aladdin are going to be different in the movie. They're going to be exactly the same. Yeah. So why would you show their r- original character mm-hmm. and not the genies? But uh, something that I learned, especially with Will Smith, is that he really likes his face on the movie. No shit. Because just look at Suicide Squad. He don't wear the mask for like maybe two scenes. Yeah. Um. So knowing that, they're probably going to have a human form of, of the genie for a long time in the movie. And then... To I really hope cut that. down in CGI, they're probably just gonna have the, the the genie in like the first when he finds the lamp, I and really probably at the end. I think that the poster would have been much better if it was Aladdin holding the lamp mm-hmm. with Jasmine right there. That would have been better. Yeah, because you see Will Smith, and you're like, oh, it's a Will Smith movie now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even know who the other characters are. I know the girl was in the Power Ranger movie because I just watched it. Oh, that's the only reason I know her. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the other dude, I don't know where he's from. But he straight up looks like Aladdin. I can't say he doesn't. <laughs> Jafar looking motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, and then we have the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse review. Uh, I'll let the producer go first. I loved it. Hot take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reviews right now are like 1 million percent on Rotten Tomatoes and all these other places, but um, I think everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit. It was definitely good. It was not great. Um, to me, it's not even in my top five favorite Spider-Man movies. Wow. So, not your top five? Not even my top five. Really? It's my I liked it. It was funny. There was definitely there was a joke with the bagel that was hysterical. Oh, bagel. <laughs> but there's... The story was very cool. I just, you know, find myself at certain times during the movie just not caring about the characters. And maybe because it's animated. I was just going to say that. But I just don't... Like, I never connected to Miles' character as like a as a heartfelt storyline because you just know the Spider-Man storyline so many times it has to keep hitting the thing. And it's one thing that they did in the movie very well is they kept hitting it over the head. Like, you know the story. We're going to move fa- past it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. They, they made it kind of like a running gag. Yeah. But to me, the Sp- Spider-Man 2, Homecoming, far superior. Spider-Man 1, far superior. Amazing Spider-Man, far superior. See, for me, I said that. Spider-Man 2 is still the best Spider-Man movie. 
then I said Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Verse is the second best. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, the, f- the first one, and then Spider-Man Homecoming. That's how I'm putting it in mm-hmm. my... Um, I think one of the th- one of the things I didn't like about the movie is just... I don't like Wilson Fisk as a villain in any media, because he was the villain in Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. And I just, I don't like that villain. Spoilers, by the way. I guess nobody know who the villain was in. Well, I mean, it's not really, like it's pretty. Is this on the new movie? Yeah, yeah, oh, new okay. movie. Uh, I I kind of guessed it was him when I first saw him, but I didn't really. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I also then I also didn't like his design. One thing though, I'll give to this movie that's was excellent was a Stanley cameo was legit oh. tearjerker. Really? Oh, yeah, man. it was it was so tough. I've never teared up so quickly <laughs> during a scene. There was like a, a, an audible like oof in the theater when they had the Stanley cameo. It was good. Yeah, it might have been my favorite part of the movie. His, well, I don't know. His line, because yeah. he, he starts out with one line, yeah. and you're like, "Oh man, that's sad," and then yeah. he says another line, yeah. and you're just like, "Dude, that fucks you up." Yeah, his second line really, really fucks you up. God damn it, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. But then you want to tell about what happened after the movie? Oh, so I'm there. I brought uh, my my ten year old and my four year old, and we're sitting there in the movie, and my four year old is just nonsense the whole movie, like barely getting through it. Mm-hmm. The end of the movie, the credits roll. We're kind of sitting there waiting for the end credit scene. And uh, there's a quote from Stan Lee that says, like, we can all do this together. Like, you know, a great Stan Lee quote. We're all superheroes. Dead silent for about six seconds. And my four-year-old goes, can we leave now? <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, so was, that was fun. Yeah. But I definitely, uh, so what would you rate it? Into the Spider-Verse is about an 8.4, 8.5 on first viewing. Okay. Maybe I'll like it better the second time. I always yeah. kind of do. but well, Yeah, I'm giving it an 8.5 for me. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not a bad rating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I also like have that problem in my head where I'm like, maybe I'm being too hard on it because the reviews were so good. I just don't think it was. I remember no. leaving the other Spider-Man movies being like, that was amazing. And I just didn't leave this movie thinking that. Yeah, but with the other movies, we just never really got reviews. Like, I don't know. Well, no, we definitely got reviews for Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah. <laughs> and Homecoming. Those are the most recent ones, obviously, but... I don't know. I remember leaving both original Spider-Mans, um, the, the Sam Raimi's, thinking they were the best movies ever. Yeah. And same thing with Amazing Spider-Man, the Garfield one. I, leaving the theater thinking that that was the best Spider-Man ever. Ooh, I had the opposite. Effect. I know. Everybody hates on that, <laughs> that universe. I don't know what to do. What can you do? You know what I mean? So, that's it for current events. This is The Bracket, podcast about our 64 favorite movies. We have them battle it out to see which movie will reign supreme. We banter, we bicker, we battle Star Galactica. On today's show, we have Rich and Francisco and our producer, who must not be named. Follow us at Bracket Podcast, at Flippies All Day, and at Just Cisco. Uh, any comments, reviews you guys have for the episodes are greatly appreciated. In the Blue Corner, this movie was released in 2017 from director Jordan Peele. Starring Daniel Kaluuya, Allison Williams, Katherine Kiner, Bradley Whitford, Caleb Landry-Jones. It has an Oscar win for Best Original Screenplay, an Oscar nomination for Best Picture, Best Actor, and Best Director for Director Jordan Peele. Weighing in at 1 hour 44 minutes, Get Out. In the Red Corner, released in 1999 from director M. Night Shyamalan. Starring Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osment, Tony Collette, Olivia Williams, and Donnie Wahlberg. This movie got a Best Picture nomination... Best Supporting Actor for Haley Joel Osment, Best Supporting Actress for Tony Collette, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Film Editing nominations. The Sixth Sense.
I didn't have the, the way out time. I don't have I don't have any minutes that it was, so I like mm. I was waiting for something, and I was like, it's not written, so <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Moving on. So initial thoughts on the matchup, Francisco. Get out versus the sixth sense. Might be our one of our most Oscar packed matchups when it comes to nominations. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many nominations that both of these movies had. I love both of these movies. Mm, me too. Great. Fantastic. Producer, when you match these two movies up, what, what was the, the uh, reasoning? Uh, my thought... Kind of our only horror movies. Yeah. Well, I think we have a few, but the other horror movies aren't really matched up. With, yeah. Like, Psychological. Movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think with this one, I went, I put them together because they were so different for their time. Even though Get Out was like last year. Mm-hmm. I think, from my own memory, it's the only horror movie that has to do, like that's about race, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. kind of does it very very well. Whereas Sixth Sense, it was like one of the biggest movies because of the twists. Yeah, and yeah. it was like the first time like people were like, we need to go back and rewatch it to like get all those little mm-hmm. clues that we yeah. missed. I'm actually gonna have my ten year old watch it with me, um, like next week. Okay. That way he can see the twist for the first time and see what he thinks uh, of it. Because how many people do you know don't know the twist? Yeah. Like, I was so excited the other day when I was like, dude, you need to watch this movie. He mm-hmm. doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't know. It's going to be so good. Yeah, everyone knows the twist. And Because yeah. the first time I saw it, I, I went to watching it knowing the twist already. There's so many clues, though, like, yeah. throughout the movie. Oh, my God. It, once you know, so it's many so clues. apparent. Yeah. It, the same thing, though, with Get Out is is you know that this, the family's setting you up from the get once you see it the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think for me, initial thoughts, I, I love both these movies. Um, get out to me is like we were talking about last week. It's one of like the underappreciated movies of like kind of this generation where it's going to go down as one of the best movies of like this, this decade to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sixth sense because of the amount of attention it got for so long, it's also a, to me, it's, it gets looked past for best horror movie of all time. Cause I was actually thinking about it, you know, this weekend Six Sense to me might be my favorite horror movie. Really? Like, I don't... I, I never know what to say when people ask for favorite horror movies. I always think about, like, just which movie scared me the most. Mm-hmm. But to me, The Sixth Sense, like, from start to finish is the best horror movie that's ever been made. Because yeah. every, every scene matters, every character matters, there's no throwaway lines, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you see this uh, Get Out first? Probably last year. DVD. Yeah, it would have had to be. Yeah, DVD. Yeah, nothing, me too. nothing special. I didn't see it in theaters. I think I skipped it in theaters too. Uh, I, w- I wish I would have seen it in theaters. Me though. too. Yeah. I, I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah. I saw the day after it came out. We're so jealous. So. What did you think? I about actually it? saw it twice in theaters. Actually, wow. I forgot about that. Um, I left fucking. I left like leaving, like loving it basically. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I mean, to the point where I went to go see it twice, and I really don't do that with a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Who did you see it with? I saw it, the first time I saw it with one of my old co-workers, and the second time I saw it with two of my friends. Where right okay, Yeah. But you, who did you see uh, Get Out with? Probably my girlfriend. Sitting on the couch, yeah. for sure. Red Me too. Bo- Redbox and chill. Me too. You know? Me too. Yeah. I miss, I miss movie rental stores. Mm-hmm. Like, just walking through the store with the smell of popcorn and be like, oh, we should get some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I miss that feeling. Um, what were some of the best moments? We should start a business. A popcorn mm. business? Movie no. rental store. <laughs> Movie rental store. Yeah. Nostalgia. What could go wrong? <laughs> I bet you it does come back like arcade stores kind of. Yeah. Thing. It's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, it'll have to be like direct to like your phone though, where you like scan the title and yeah. it goes to your phone and then it goes to your TV. Like well, that's Apple. not even that bad of an idea. All right. Welcome to our new, <laughs> our new podcast, <laughs> Movie Rental Store. Um, what do you think your your favorite moments were, or like your most memorable moments from Get Out? Um, probably like the nostalgia of him trying to get out of the house one piece. Yeah, you know, like when he's like fighting the brother and and like, yeah, he's, like trying to stressful. like stab him. That I think just being at the edge of your seat really kept me kept me there. Yeah. Um, what about you, producer? Any best moments? Favorite moments? I think a really good moment was the auction. The yeah. auction scene. Because it's like these people are talking about they're not racist, mm-hmm. but like they're literally mimicking things that used to happen mm-hmm. where they would sell uh, black people into slavery. Well, weren't they kind of being, um, this is going to get dark, weren't they kind of um, <laughs> jealous though at the same time? Yeah. yeah. They basically. So what, it was like a, almost like a hate on themselves racism where mm-hmm. they're like, yeah. these, these white bodies aren't good enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, it's a little bit backhanded but it's kind of almost a compliment to him it's a yeah it's, it's not a like i mean for sure don't compliment me that way but like <laughs> like, I, like it's basically that it's just basically like them being like i wish i was black mm-hmm. but to the point where that you know we're like you gotta embody the whole yeah yeah it's it's just, definitely weird yeah um i think my my most memorable moment when i saw it the first time was chris's character uh uh daniel i'm always gonna struggle kaluuya's name Chris's character is, like, starting to really connect the dots. Like, the mother's crazy, the dad's crazy, the brother's a psychopath. Like, I need to get out of here. And he goes up to Rose's character and says, like, we need to get out of here. Like, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to, you know, try to make this, try to work, but it's not going to happen. And I say, like, out loud, I was like, well, this is going to be the moment where you find out that this chick's crazy or not. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, like, that, that moment where you're like, all right, one way or the other, we're about to find out what's going to happen. Like, you know that the climax is about to hit. Right. And I like kind of seeing that part coming. Usually it's not um, that apparent where you're like, I can't trust this bitch. Because mm-hmm. I was still going back and forth on it. Yeah. But and I think something about rewatching it is it makes sense why she didn't want to give him the ID of the black guy. Oh, yeah. Because they don't want him to recognize yeah. him or, you know, find it out. It wouldn't be in the losing. records. That's yeah, thing exactly. Yeah. You know, just finding out he's missing a week later is like, hey... I remember I saw him yeah. with this chick going to mm-hmm. this house. So family, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, little things like that, you kind of catch the second oh, time. Oh, yeah, around. of course. The second time of this movie is great. And then every time you see the girl, Rose, his girlfriend in the movie, every time you see her, she has the craziest eyes where you're just like, why did I not just know that she was fucking nuts from the go? Yeah. Because every single scene, she's like, yeah, let's do that. And you're <laughs> like, no. Mm-hmm. No, dude, go. Um, Finding out, like, all the pictures, too, was such That was a, rough. Oof. Um, seeing all the different relationships and yeah, all that. That girl was crazy, crazy. I like how she ate cereal. That was so weird too. She drank <laughs> it from the straw, but ate the cereal plain. Yeah. There was a rumor I saw, like right after the movie came out, where they suggested to the director, "Does she do that because she doesn't want to mix the white with the colors?" And the, even the director's like, "No, but that's a good fucking point. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the actress did it." like to be that way but um, I don't know if the director would have let her get away with it because he was very much everything had a point in Get mm-hmm. Out um, one one part of the movie that I think is my favorite part of Get Out is when he's getting I don't that was fucked up I almost said molested when he's getting um, uh, what is the word Jesus Christ hypnotized oh <laughs> wow um, he's getting hypnotized by the mom 
and you like He's getting mentally molested, I guess. So you're not nice. wrong. Nice. So she's like starting to like he's starting to feel like the the drop into the couch, uh-huh. and then like the the way that the music turns on and everything kind of like goes black around him. And he's like. Mm-hmm. That moment to me was so cool because it's something I've never seen in another movie before. Mm-hmm. And his, like, fear was so legit where you're just like, dude, that's so scary. Yeah. His performance, like, deserves all the credit. It's also great when something from, like, media is now used in, like, real life to, like, express other things. What do you mean? So the second place. I've seen a lot of people use the second place to, like, describe other people of color. Like, when they're not, like, supporting other people of color. So okay. like so it's like kind of like its own meme now. Yeah, I see that. And that's always kind of like a good like thing. Yeah. Knowing how good of a not good of a the entire movie is, but yeah. like how it impacts people. Another thing I thought was really cool um, towards the end of the movie, and I know we always kind of jump around, but when he's tearing the cotton out of the chair and he puts it into his ears, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the way that he gets away with it was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. So that was it for me for best I th- moments. I think my favorite moment of the movie. And it's it's now watching it the second time is um, when they're introducing the couple or what's his name Chris and Rose yeah when, the main couple in the movie Chris mm, and Rose when they're introducing them and they're walking them through the movie and they k- go to the kitchen and they have this little slight line that says this is our favorite part of the house we keep a uh, uh, part of our grandma in this in this kitchen and yeah. they never mentioned why and then but the the black lady's there who's yeah. now the the body of the of the grandma. of the grandma, so yeah. I thought it was pretty. You know, they like a little slight hint before yeah. you knew anything about. Well, yeah, that, that, there's so many lines that kind of give it away the second and third time you watch this movie, mm-hmm. where um, they're even referencing them as the housekeepers. They go, "Yeah, after my parents passed, we just couldn't let couldn't them, let them go. go." Yeah, and it was like, "Oh, you motherfuckers are so mm-hmm. slick and so jive with yeah. your words." Uh, any other moments you want to bring up before we move on? No big moments. I feel like we're missing one for sure. I definitely, uh, the the black lady who was in the car with him at the end when he was trying to escape with her, when she attacked him, that shit was scary. Yeah. That was that might have been the scariest moment of the movie other than the sunken place scene, because that shit was horrifying. Yeah. Even, like, the ending was, I remember a lot of people, like, just, like, very disappointed moans when they saw the cop car pull up. Cause yeah. Because every, everyone thought the same thing. He was like, he's going to get arrested because it's a black guy killing him. Well, the alternative ending he does. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know which one I would have liked more. I think no, I, I like the TSA agent so much, the friend. I can't remember his name, I didn't write it down, but yeah. his friend that plays the TSA agent, every scene he was in was gold. It was. Because he was like the viewer. He was like anybody in the movie theater, be like, no, you did not let that bitch hypnotize you. Like, mm-hmm. that's everybody watching the movie. I think, I'm not, I'm not, I think, in my personal view, if he would have gotten shot at the end, I think it would have had a more, I would have loved the movie even more. Because it would have had a more impactful message that he, he was the, the he, was, he was the, what do you, not, a, not the... Victim? The victim, thank you, yeah. for like the whole movie, and, and at the end, he's still seen as the, you know, I don't know. I, I don't just, know, I, I, th- I think the two it uh, workers are, are pretty much victims, too. They got killed, and their bodies are just moping around. Yeah. That's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but even then, he's still like, you know, I think the scariest thing about that was like the isolation that he had, because mm-hmm. he was the, like, he was by himself. He didn't have any friends to like in that house like he was he had to do it all himself yeah, yeah. and like the entire movie you're just feeling tense because he's by himself and there's no way right you're thinking he's gonna get out of it but then when you get to the cop the cop car coming up you're just like you're just you're fought you don't feel good about it mm-hmm. but when you see his friend come out it's like a big sigh of relief and i think i think that's a better ending i guess for the audience to kind of okay. just relax a little bit more 
Because you just you just go through a lot of misery. It's a lot see. of tense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very tense moment. The rest, like, essentially, once he realizes that he has to leave at the part at the, uh, it was actually at the auction he, where he mm-hmm. realizes that he had to go. Um, but like, essentially, from that point on, the rest of the movie is so tense where you're just like, I can't even go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. I have to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, any best quotes you wanted to bring up other than TSA or TS fucking A? No, I think. Uh... I like the, the, I would have voted for Obama for a third time. Third time, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Um, uh, I don't have any great quotes that I wrote down. A lot of memorable moments, but not really great quotes. Every line his friend says, like when he's on the phone with the chick, and uh, she says, like, stop doing this. I know why you're calling me. You, you and I have always had this connection. You've always been checking me out. And he hangs up the phone. He's all, this fucking bitch. She's crazy. She's super smart. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything else though for quotes. No, those are mostly like the best quotes. Okay. Um, soundtrack wise, starts off with Red Bones. That was fun. Yeah, that was the first time I've ever heard that. Really? Song. Yeah. And I immediately went home and I had to like look up the song and then realize it was Childish Gambino. It's definitely not Macy Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Any other music from the movie that we recognize? The Sunken Place just sounds. Everything that happened in that scene to me was. Mm-hmm was glorious yeah. it's also like when, when something really scary or really um, like bad for a main character happens on screen and it's super shocking I always have the dumbest smile on my face where I was like oh they got him mm-hmm. <laughs> best acting performances Francisco I don't know like everybody Daniel Kaluuya does a great job he definitely deserves to be recognized but other than that do you think Rose or the family get any they obviously had me buying I obviously bought their role but to say it went above and beyond, I don't know. Maybe the brother. The brother did really make me feel like that dude was like crazy. that guy's fucking crazy. That dude's you nuts. know? And like it's hard to pull off something like that, I think. Yeah. I don't know. That brother was super nuts. I think the the mother and father's like dynamic, like their chemistry was so good mm-hmm. that I was like, Yeah, I would totally visit these people. Right. Like, yeah. They're just some homie homey white people. Mm-hmm. Um their whole like story though is so crazy and so dark where it's like, Yeah, they've been doing this for generations. Well, yeah. Like, oh fuck. Scary as shit. And then you find out, isn't it at the end of the movie there's like more than one family that's doing it? Or did I imagine I don't remember that? that. Maybe I dreamt that. Mm. That, that they movie. weren't the only people who were doing it. So there was multiple like families inside like that. Like, you know how well, there was a lot of people who showed up? Well, no, it, actually, obviously, because they're, they're in the auction and there's people coming into yeah. the house. You know, so there's a lot of people doing it. Yeah. But maybe... I think they were the only family that performing the procedures. Okay. Those surgeries. But everybody was participating all oh, right, because it kind of had to work out the right way. She was a uh, a psychologist, and yeah. he was the doctor, right? But yeah, that yeah. was okay. Well, any flaws you guys have? Well, this movie, no, not really. I don't really have any either. No big flaws. Mm-hmm. Producer, any any big flaws? I'm trying to think of some. Even a nitpicky I one. Know, I, I don't really have. A nitpicky I did one. have one for for the Sixth Sense, but nothing for this one. Oh. <laughs> a nitpicky flaw. I don't really have one. I guess it's it's just a very dreary moment where there is no happiness with the outside of the chemistry he has with the best friend over the phone. Like, if you were to take that f- that friend out, <laughs> which, I mean, you can't really do because they put him in there for that reason mm-hmm. to be comic relief, but nobody else in the house was ever, like, having a good time. Everybody's kind of just like, what are you still doing here? Mm-hmm. Not really a big flaw. No, I think this movie was very it's close well. to perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find a flaw. That's like, great. I'm really trying to think of, like, a good flaw, but I can't. Yeah, for sure. What's the funniest moment, do you think? I think when is when they're introducing De- uh, the Chris character to the the other people, and they're all like just telling him like things about being black, mm-hmm. and like 
just the, the sheer awkwardness of it. Yeah. It's like, let me fill your muscles and... Yeah. And um, what other things? It kind there? of felt like he was at a grocery store and yeah. like, you know... Especially everybody... the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it kind of felt like they were there. T- and, and they were, you know, they were there I, just... Yeah. I thought, I thought Rose, the, the girlfriend, during all those scenes is so funny too because she plays like the understanding character. Where she's like, yeah, you don't have to be this weird to him. Like, he's just a person. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, sympathetic with her. But she's like, damn, she must go through this shit all the time bringing right. people home. <laughs> Not really knowing that she's brought home, like, a dozen dudes. And a guy. And, and a girl, girl, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scariest moment, I think, other than him falling into the floor of the sunken place. When the dude rushes him. The, in the, in the, the park? The, or in the backyard? Yeah. And, like, then he, like, runs off somewhere else, like. I was like, oh shit, you know, some black dude. I wish that him. wasn't in the trailer because it was so good that I was like, whoa. Was that in the trailer? It was in yeah. the trailer. Oh, I don't remember that. It was like the first trailer was just that dude running at him and he turns away and then it's like, get out. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's kind of. I guess I'm seeing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, best moments or things you missed? Last call. No, I think we're good. And <laughs> Golden Nominations? Oh, there it is. Um, I, I say Chris for me. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya's character definitely deserved one. And then it won for Best Original Screenplay, which I think is fair, but to me... Oh, there's the biggest flaw. I lied. Mm. It's the Black Stepford Wives. Did you ever watch the Stepford Wives? No. Nicole Kidman was in it. Um, she's... I can't remember the, the story exactly, but she goes to this like white neighborhood, and all the wives are like the perfect like 50s image of a wife, where they're just dainty and like, Yes, honey. Anything you want, honey. And you find out... Uh, Nicole Kidman's character finds out that all the wives have been brainwashed to be, like, the doting wife on all their husbands. And they're all dime pieces. So you're like, why do these ugly-ass dudes have perfect wives? And she finds out that it's this whole get-out, like, situation. Vibe, yeah. So that was... I think that was my biggest flaw with the movie when I saw it, because I was like, is this going to be, like, the Stepford Wives? And it literally turned out to be exactly that. I see that as a flaw. Because, I mean, a lot of movies are going to copy each other at some point. All right, but... Avatar is exactly like Pocahontas, and you love the fuck out of that movie. You mean Dances with Wolves? Same. I mean, yeah. Last Samurai. There you go. But you love Avatar. I fucking love Avatar. There you go. And I can love Pocahontas. And I never Dances saw. Of I've never made that connection between The Last Samurai and and Avatar. It, they're all yeah, based on the same story. It's line. just a it guy thrown in into a different yeah. different world and yeah. him overachieving. Yeah. It's it's a it's a tone that's overused or. Yeah. Uh, there's only like seven good. There's only like seven stories. I think, exactly. I that's what I said at work the other day. I was like, we're gonna, we have to stop telling the hero's tale. And Jose's like, that's the only story they have to tell. <laughs> um, all right. So that's good for me. Rating for Get Out, the first time, and then today. Nine and probably nine point two because it does get better a second time around. Does it? Yeah. It does. It okay. does. Well, at least for me. Um, I would say my first viewing. Uh, get out. I gave it about a nine. I would agree, but I'm sticking with a nine for both. I don't think it went up or down. The the little flaws I have for both, you know, they keep coming. Oh, it's gonna be a rough episode. Yes, it's gonna be very tough. Yeah. Um, closing arguments. Get out. Anything else you want to bring up about the movie, review wise? The best movie of 2017 for me. 2017. Yeah, came out in 2017. Okay. It was either this or the Last Jedi, so it's pretty close. Yeah. And you're choosing this over this over the Last Jedi. It comes back and forth. If I'm going to say my favorite, I would say The Last Jedi, but better movie is definitely Get Out. Cool. Nice. Obligatory Last Jedi reference. <laughs> uh, and then on to The Red Corner. Uh, the Sixth Sense, released in 1999. When did you see it first, Francisco? Oof. I don't know. I don't know. Hardly. 
Yeah. Or um, 2008, probably, 2010. I don't know. Really? Remember. Yeah. You didn't see this one in school? No. That's cool. <laughs> no, personally not. Which, it should have been a good movie, you know, but... This is a tough class to match this one up, though. Must did you guys not watch as many movies as I did in school? No, definitely not. Really? Yeah. I, I watched The Last Samurai in school, though. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> Twice. That's funny. Um, I, I saw the, the movie at a very young age, and it's still, to me, the scariest moment in any movie is in The, is, is in the Sixth Sense, which we'll get to. Um... I probably saw it on when I was about 11 years old, like 2001, mm-hmm. I would say. I was too young to watch it, for sure. Fuck. Yeah. You were 11 in 2001. Yeah, still old. What were some of your favorite moments from The Sixth Sense? I think my favorite moment, and this is the stupidest thing, but it's when the red balloon goes up and it pops in the roof. Yeah. Um, because I remember watching it, probably, I don't know if it was the first time, but for me it was such a, like a... You knew what they were trying to go with that scene where, like, the red balloon was trying to go up to heaven and it couldn't. And it, it kind of popped and it popped when, like, mm-hmm. the little dorm or whatever kind of... Um, the, the cupboard, I guess? Yeah. I'm still curious um, what that actually in, in is. In that party. <laughs> but I, I just, I was like, oh, I know exactly what they're trying to go with this. And, like, the red color throughout the movie really... Oh, yeah, red's on everything. Mm-hmm. That's necessary, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, Jesus, F. I love being in group chats when I wasn't invited to be in a group chat. They just, you know, throw myself in there. Proceed. That was it. Producer, favorite moment of The Sixth Sense? I will say... I see dead people. <laughs> no. It's the best quote, I guess. It's when he's walking into his school, and he had just had that whole argument with his teacher about, you know, he was like, what he what used, used to be this school? Like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, and they used to hang like, people here. And then when he's walking through his school after he told Bruce Willis a secret and he turns around and there's just three mm-hmm. people hanging. Uh, I saw that scene when I was a kid. Oof. I didn't see it, I didn't see the entire movie when I was a kid. Just so like I like I remember walking yeah. and seeing that scene and it fucked me up mm-hmm. to the point that I had to run away. But seeing it now I was just like And my job does such a great job just, like scaring you without showing you too much in this yeah. movie. But I, I don't know. I enjoy that moment. And I feel like the Haunting of Hillside really took from this movie. Cause like, Haunting on Hill House? Haunt, what did I say? Hillside. Hillside. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, with, I don't know, like the background, um, just ghosts, not doing much, but yeah. you're still, you're so scared. They're back there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Best moment for me, I, I don't really have just one moment, so I'll bring up a couple. I think uh, Tony Collette's character, uh, the mom, she just kills it in every scene she's in mm-hmm. um, when she's going through the pictures of her son and it sees like a little like um, the, light. the light flash I don't even know what, like how even to explain it yeah. uh, JJ Abrams could do it better than me um, oh the flare the, the flare oh I guess it alright sure. like, like his dad uh, taking care of him or something like that or was it just ghost falling I can't remember well, I, they never really figured out what it was, or she never explains it what it is. Dad. But she noticed that there was a there was a, gla- a glow over him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really good, and I really like when Cole starts to realize that he has to help the ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's just such a good scene because it shows like he he is right to be in fear, but he also like he knows that he has to confront these ghosts in order to be able to live with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Misha Barton as one of the ghosts, um, like, throwing up in his little tent. Like, that was super scary. But then when he goes over there and, like, releases it and, like, actually talks to her and asks, like, what can I help you with? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to tell me something? I think the line was. 
I think that was like my favorite part of the movie because it just like it shows like he's confronting his fear and he's like I wish everybody could be that strong <laughs> and this little boy is handling it like a champ um, also that, that scene is so good when mm-hmm. he like puts in the tape and he's just watching that it's, it's kind of so heartbreaking yeah it's so heartbreaking um Emily Shyamalan just knows how to like he can make like a, a whole movie of one minute like moments yeah and that's kind of what the movie reminds me of where it's just like this scene this one two minute scene is just going to be for straight horror and then the next two minute scene is going to be just for like relating to Cole and the next two minute scene is going to be for Bruce Willis to hate his ex-wife because that scene was just like it didn't have to do with any of the other characters Mm -hmm. it was just its own thing but it just shows that he's basically helping Mm -hmm. this ghost Mm -hmm. um yeah it was really cool too I just like the way they did it and then that moment was such a bitch. It was so heartbreaking. And I like the the comparison of storyline be between the the guy that Bruce Willis used to take care of and then this yeah, guy. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg's character. I I thought. It oh was... my god! I had the funniest moment in the movie when uh, he's he's listening back on his old tapes of Vincent, the the character Donnie Wahlberg played, and he leaves the room and he comes back and it's all cold. So he rewinds the tape and he plays it back and it's uh, Yokiero uh, Mortier. Yeah. And he just keeps saying, keeps saying, keeps saying. It. I'm like, I wish I fucking knew Spanish. This is so <laughs> fucking annoying. So I'm like, I'm watching the movie and I Google what's Mortier. And literally, not 10 seconds after I finally get the answer, Bruce Willis goes, Yokiero Mortier. Do you know what that means? It means I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> 10 fucking seconds. I couldn't, I couldn't just be fucking patient. Wait. I yeah. had to go on Google and figure out what Mortier meant. Uh, that was really good though. But now, see, but now your Spanish is better because <laughs> just a little Spanish. bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you, you can bring that up in conversation. Yeah, it's gonna be Spanish. fantastic. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also uh, noticed that this is my first time noticing this, but when uh, Cole first sees Bruce Willis's character, he runs. He was yeah, because he's not. He wasn't scared of talking to a therapist. He realized that that was a ghost. Yeah. And, and I just, like, into it, it just clicked into me. I was like, holy shit, like... Yeah. Which, yeah. which like, when you see it the first time, you're thinking from Bruce Willis's perspective. And you're like, of course the kid would run away. Like, he doesn't want to meet another stranger. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't know who this dude is, so... It makes sense for him to run away. And then if you find out that he knows that everybody's a ghost and they don't know it... Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, I, I don't, like, I don't think there's enough time to go over every moment that I like. But the scene... Um, where he's like the scariest moment of the movie to me is also like one of the best moments and that's when he's walking into the kitchen and the mom's in there and she had, like has the cuts on her hand to me the scariest moment in any movie ever mm-hmm. really yeah because i saw it like i said way too young yeah and i was like this is fucking horrifying and then when i talk to people about the sixth sense like years later i'm like that movie's so scary and like it's really not that scary I was like, no, do you see the scene with the mom? The fuck? <laughs> no, I, I think watching it the first time, it's one of the scariest movies you've seen. Yeah. After after a while, it kind of... It doesn't like, have, like, jump scares or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's all psychological, so it's really good for that. Um, cast overall, anybody who you who you really like, Francisco? The kid. I think the kid... Haley Joel Osment's character? Yeah, I think. That's cool. He's great. He did a super good job. Mm-hmm. I definitely bought him being, like, horrified every scene. Him and Tony Collette killed it. Yeah. Tony Clay was amazing in this movie. Yeah. She deserves give, an Oscar. Give her an Oscar for Hereditary, yeah, you know what I mean? Please. She was nominated for this, though. I was actually surprised. I no. didn't think she would have been. But yeah. I mean, I would have nominated her seeing it today. Yeah. But um, I just didn't I didn't know the Oscars gave her an Oscar for that. That was cool. But it also got nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which is another thing that Get Out and Six Sense have in common. Mm-hmm. Original stories. Um, did you... How do you like Bruce Willis in the movie? 
I liked it. I'm I think big, it's my favorite Bruce Willis movie. I'm a big fan of Bruce Willis, so um, I like him in a lot of things. I think he was different. He wasn't typical Bruce Willis. Because he's like, he's kind of, he falls under that category of like badass, like mm-hmm. like really a hard character. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, he was like crying because, you know, he wasn't doing, he like, like, like he failed. He failed one boy. of his uh, stuff. So it, I think it was definitely like something different for him and it like paid off, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other actors you want to recognize? There was only really four in the movie, so. And his, and his wife doesn't even talk to him, so I guess it's really only three characters in the movie. Um, that's one thing, like, this, the the rewatch on The Sixth Sense, you notice that she's just having conversations with herself the whole time, and mm-hmm. it's so heartbreaking for him. Um, another thing that M. Night Shyamalan just does so well in this. Yeah. Um, soundtrack? I think the, the score, essentially, of The Sixth Sense is super good. Like, the opening scene comes in, and it's like, it just plays The Sixth Sense theme, and you recognize it anywhere. Yeah, I realize that M. Night Shyamalan, for most of his movies, he just does an original score, doesn't yeah. really put any, like, music, culture, yeah. like, music, so. I thought the score was super good, though. It, it didn't get nominated for anything, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, it was just very ominous, very dark. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Jeezy. What's your biggest uh, thing you notice from the rewatch? Or have you seen it too many times to catch anything new? No, um... I think it, it goes on with, with my flaw. Um, I'm going to keep these two together. Um, it's basically like, I, I can I can believe like him not talking to her, the, the bad communication with his wife and, you know, everything like that. But I think the only thing that, that really triggers me and that I, I catch is um, meeting for the first time, I can never remember the kid's name. Cole. Cole in, in the house and Bruce Willis already there with the mom. It kind of doesn't make sense, because, like, for me, it's, if I was in, in a random's house with the mom, I'll, I'll try to talk. And if she's not talking back, because I'm obviously a ghost, then I, I would think something's wrong, right? Or am I just... Maybe, nitpicking? but... Because, like, if, if you have bad communication with your wife, like, I get it. Like, if it's a, a hey or or whatever, but if, you, if you're going to go to see your uh, a, a kid at his house, and you're sitting there with the mom, you're like, oh, so... Anything I can do to have better communication with your kid, and she's not talking back, then you would obviously think something's wrong. Yeah. I think if you were to cut out that scene and maybe just have him knock and open the door and something like that, it would fit more. The only caveat, though, is that the ghosts see what they want to see, is the Cole, the line Cole keeps using. I was going to say, I think my the only way I think I kind of thought of it, because I thought the same thing, mm-hmm. was that like since he's a ghost, he's not living like an actual life, so he's just appearing at the moments that are vital for him. Or for Cole, and for, for his relationship, so, or for his duty, yeah. I guess. So in, in his head, probably, as the ghost, he probably thought that he's already sitting there, he just appears there, and he probably thought he already, he already had a conversation with her, and they're, they're just waiting. That's the only way I can think of it. It's yeah. just like, he's just appearing when he wants to. For me, I thought it was more of a... I think it, it was trying to throw away the viewer of like, yeah. no, he's not Trippy a ghost. Up, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but I think it, it kind of gives the wrong message because it's like, and like I said, I know it's very nitpicky, mm-hmm. but they're trying to throw you off, but it gives more than that if you really think about it. I liked in the scene when they go to Misha Barton's bedroom to find the videotape, um, Cole opens up the door and right before he opens it, he looks over at Bruce Willis's character and says, don't go home. And if the ghost was real, he wouldn't have left him at all. He wouldn't even have had to say that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Cole says to him, don't go home, you're like, oh, so he knows that he'll just disappear at any moment. Mm-hmm. 
and Bruce is like, no, 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 I'm with you. But, like, Bruce doesn't realize that he means, like, literally don't leave me. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I noticed when they were on the bus drive over to the house. Um, Cole's, like, looking out the window, and he sees the graveyard, and he looks away, but he's looking out the window for most of the trip. Yeah. And Bruce Willis is sitting next to him on the bus, but I'm thinking if everybody else is on that bus with them, like, this is the worst babysit cat of, kid of all time. He's literally just on a bus going to the other side of town with nobody with him, and he's, like, six years old, or, like, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Any other moments you want to bring up? I think Tony Collette's scene at the end when she talks to Cole in the car, that's so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. That's such a gut check, because, like, I mean, nobody wants to hear about, like, how her and her mom used to fight, and then the surprise of she was actually at the show and how heartbreaking that was for Tony Collette's character. She's such a good actress. Yeah. I don't have any other big moments. I guess Bruce's realization at the end, too, though. Yeah. Like, if, how how abrupt it is, and how, like, it is a real gut check for the viewer. It's like, damn, I feel so bad for this dude. Would you would, it, would you preferred if they redid those scenes? Because you know how, like, he's realizing it, and then they show the scene again? Mm-hmm. Of the, the parts where she's clearly, like, by herself? Yeah. Would it have been better if they removed Bruce Willis from those scenes? So it's like you see the same camera movement, but you just don't see Bruce Willis in those spots that he was like standing. Because all they did was just replay that back the same scene. You think it would have been better without him? No, no. I, I like I like doing it. I liked having the I liked him touching his back and having the blood stain on it. Oh yeah. Um. So I think if you don't have him there, you can't get that moment. I guess. I mean, maybe you could have, but it wasn't. I liked it for that reveal. Yeah. Um. Best acting performance. Anybody need a nod? I say Tony Collette needs one. Haley Joel Osment needs one. For myself. Yeah, you guys. What's especially Tony? Yeah, I would say original original screenplay again for both of them. Yeah, definitely need some attention. And one thing I I wanted to bring up, and this goes back to the yeah, we'll get to it. Um, What's your rating for the Sixth Sense? I don't know, man. It's because obviously you have first time view. It's it's such a high score because of of the twist that you don't get the second time around. I wish I would have known not known the twist when I saw it first. Oh, you knew the twist? I mean, I don't remember seeing it the first time because I was so young. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, when I actually watched the movie, I knew that he was dead the whole time. Oh, so that whatever sucks. that was, yeah. I'm giving this for a first time viewer a 9.5. 9.5 for a first time and then yeah. today? Still holds up. 9.5 is? Uh, no, I don't know. I, oh, it okay. still holds up as a movie. Oh, okay. I just give it a flat 9. Okay. Um, it's still a great movie to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, myself, I, I guess I didn't realize how much I liked this movie. Mm-hmm. Really good. When I when I saw the matchup, I I kind of went back and forth with I don't even know who the favorite is, but I I, I use the Sixth Sense as the favorite just because it's the older movie and more people would recognize it, more people have seen it multiple times. But when it comes to actually watching it from start to finish, the Sixth Sense just had me. Mm-hmm. Like I just love that movie. Um, I, I don't remember my first time viewing, but I remember like my viewing before this. I would say it was about a nine. Now it's probably nine point four, nine point five, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say nine point four keep it realistic it's just it's kind of sad the whole movie so I, I you know how I feel about that yeah. <laughs> it needs to have something to keep me going mm-hmm. some more humor than it I guess but um, to me I, I think Sixth Sense needs to move on um, do you agree or do we need to argue I agree okay Sixth Sense oh really yeah okay oh, thank god and I, I really I, I was in the same boat I was like I, I don't know how I'm going with this but like I mentioned before the you know before the show started I've seen, I've seen the Sixth Sense Three times this yeah. year, and I, I just love the movie. I haven't seen it in so long. I was surprised how much I'd like it again. I, I guess I slept on it with a, a lot of movies. Like when I say w- when you watch it with bracket goggles, it kind of like goes down a little bit. This one went way up because I was like, dude, this movie's near perfect. Yeah. And one thing I brought up when we were talking about Get Out 
was this might be the movie of this decade, like of this generation, might be the best horror movie. Mm-hmm. It at best, it's what the Sixth Sense is now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where like people just watch it all the time for good, like because they love the movie. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Six, Six cents moves on. on. I'm actually really happy about that. I thought you were going to get out the whole time. I was, I was close. I was it was close, out. man. It was close. I'm so glad you didn't go for get out. I like to get out a lot, but what are you racist? Yes. When it comes to like which movie I think has a real chance to win, Get Out doesn't have a chance to win the bracket. Today, I, I feel like the Sixth Sense does. No, I, I totally agree. Um, maybe in if if this matchup was ten years from now and we were going with a twenty year old movie and a ten year old movie, would. It's, like it's tough. It, you can't say. You can't say yet. We'll see how Get Out ages. But one thing that that people have been bringing up on Twitter recently is the Oscars should be judged five years after the movie comes out, not one month after the movie comes out, because a lot of a lot of the movies that have won, I think, are, are spur of the moment decisions. Maybe that's what we should do because we're already doing that. Well, with Get Out, yeah, Get Out, the so bracket awards. You know, we already have them. It's the Goldblum Awards and it's the Sayonara Awards. Make it go big. Have you been writing all the names? Yeah. Out? Okay. Cool. Yeah. We can do this during. We can do this during Oscar weekend. Yeah, we'll have our Oscars. Yeah, we'll call it the 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 Bloomies. The bracket mees. We'll bracket work on it. We'll work on it. What's up next? <laughs> the bracket mees. All right, your next fight will be Dawn of the Dead versus I Am Legend. Talk about a drop-off a movie, movie of, quality. of zombies versus of zombies or vampires? Because I think in the books it was like vampires. It was all vampires in the book. And in the book, in the movie it was like... Half, zon- was half like zombie, zombies, half vampire. Vampires? They didn't really explain it. Yeah, I figured I'd just throw this one in. Just I like it. We have some... We have a... The matchup after that one is going to be one of my favorite episodes, so... Hmm. I'm excited for that then. <laughs> do you want to give it? Do you want to give out that matchup too, in case we miss a week? Uh, or do you yeah. want to wait and give, make a big? O- I mean, next weekend it's New Year's weekend, so That's I'm, not, true. I'm not doing anything. So I'm pretty sure I'll be. Yeah, we're not going to be no missing. Friends, so I guess yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. be right here with you guys. <laughs> All right. Cool. That was the, that was the episode. Six cents moves on. Uh, I'd say hashtag contender for myself. Uh, the Goldblum Awards for um, Daniel. Kalua, Kalua, <laughs> super embarrassing. Um, Tony Collette and Haley Joel Osment and screenplay awards for both of those as well. Um, so we'll have to start making up our bracket award show name for the Oscar season in February and March, right. and we'll get something going for that. Hopefully, we gain some momentum and have some people voting on the awards. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it for the show. This was the bracket. I'm Rich, and I'm Francisco. See you next week.